You're listening to SpartanUpPodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, a small business accounting software program designed especially for you. And action! <laughs> I want to do. I want to do a Johnny opening. Hey, hey! <laughs> hey, hey here, here we, we are in the barn in Pittsfield, Vermont, as always. Best place. Best place, Pittsfield, Vermont. I thought I got it right. All right, and I've got Sephra to my left. To her left is Joe. To his left is Johnny. To Johnny's left is Marion. Come back full circle to me, and I want to talk about Colonel Liam Collins. He is the man we for this interview, uh, a um, Ph.D., Dr. Colonel, uh, also a Special Forces Qualified Officer, uh, who is a professor at West Point and teaching super, and super athlete super athlete uh, he competed and won the best ranger competition many years ago is that selection uh, that that is not selection that's the best <laughs> ranger competition <laughs> yeah. which we can talk about if we want to we are here Spartan up the podcast sorry I have fish in my mouth we um, are with Lieutenant Colonel Liam Collins from US Army he's also got some other background we can't talk about in the military and we are going to discuss what it takes to find amazing individuals, people that just get it done. I've been looking for those people. Anybody in business been looking for those people, right? The employee that just grabs the mop before you ask. The, um, the great uh, relationship partner, whether it's a boy or girl, that just gets it done, is always there, right? Sends flowers at just the right time. How does the military, how do you specifically find those people? Yeah, we face the same challenge. I mean, uh, I'm at the United States Military Academy now, so we're trying to, you know, find high schoolers to bring in and how do we have to write high schoolers to be officers that we want in the military and that the nation needs and then uh, beyond that when I was uh, before getting to West Point in the special operations community how do you even out of that cream of the crop of the army that you have those top officers and, and soldiers how do you find the best of the best out of that and it's it's a challenge yeah so what what is the technique because I'm, I'm looking for correlations I was on the phone my buddy runs a very one of the big banks everybody would know in, in New York a big international bank and he is trying to find, where do you find the best of the best? Because it's not just somebody that can climb a mountain, right? Right. And then maybe they're headstrong and they can get up the mountain. That's not what it is. It's, it's the whole package. How do you find that? Right. I think uh, the best way to do it is if you can actually test the individual, if you have a little bit of extended period of time, because you can only get so much off of paper, as you probably have found out you know, as well. Somebody could be really good in high school. They look good on paper, and they get there, and they're just, they can't cut it. Um, so... Typically in, 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 in the special ops community, we'll do some kind of a selection and assessment of it, put them something challenging. Um, and Ph- really physically challenging? Physic- it's both physically challenging and mentally challenging. Physically challenged to make you tired and your mind tired, then to see how what kind of decision making you make once you're tired. Because it's easy for people to make good decisions and be nice when they're awake and everything's good, right? Right. When you're not stressed, it's easy to make a good decision. But now what do you do when you've been deprived of sleep or food or you're in a stressful situation? decision making that's when it matters the most is that is that when you find what kind of values like is that the best way to test values and morals and all those things when the person's against the wall and broken and it's easy to take the wrong way right exactly i mean then you can see what the true character of somebody is because anybody can kind of fake it for a while but until you've actually stressed them and put them push their push them to the limit mentally more than physically right then you really see the true character of an individual yeah so um what kind of percentages as far as success rates have you had? So do you go through 500 to find one? How does, how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, different backgrounds I've had. Like at West Point, I mean, typically speaking, it'll take about, you know, five or 10 of applicants to kind of get the one that you want. In the special, ops com- special operations community, it can be, um, 
10 or 20 to get the one that you want. So, so 10 or 20 to get the one to apply. Well, now, if you follow that through the system, what? Right, and then once you get the ones that apply, it depends. Uh, it, it can still be, I mean, went through, went through my special forces qualification course, we started with about 75 officers and finished with 15. So this is ones that have already made it through the screening, through an initial assessment and selection, and then through further training, we whittled it down even that much more. And so the ones that didn't make it, they weren't bad officers. They just, it, it just, that's the, the, the So it could, be, it could be, when you do the math, I'm not doing the math quick, and it could be 100 to 1, right? You find the best of the best you think, you put them through the system, very few come out. Right, exactly. I mean, to get right. to the, the, the elite level, yeah, definitely 100 to 1 or could be more. Now, what interests me is what makes that person, where did that person come from? Is it a wrestler? Is it uh, the right background? Did they grow up in the Bronx where it was tough? What, what makes that great person? Yeah, that's hard to really say because I grew up, I mean, for me in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, very, you Rural. know, uh, I mean, it was probably a city of 60,000, kind of happy, happy town, yeah. you know, pretty safe. You wouldn't have to lock your doors. Um, and, you know, I continue to progress in, in that kind of a direction. So um, it's well, tough so to say. So is it the what, household? Is it the parents? Like, what, like, there's great people that come from broken homes. Like, what, what, I just want to know where the neighborhood is where all the great people are. Right, <laughs> where, you, where do you find them? When you find that, then let me know, because I'm looking for the same great neighborhoods, because yeah. you're right. It's, you have the... Doesn't matter which neighborhood, you're going to have excellent people and scattered all over, almost probably almost equally distributed all over. And I think some of it's probably born, some of it's probably innate and genetic, or part of it's your upbringing. Part of it you can be taught later, but it's it's kind of a mix, and it's hard to identify what that is. And the military, you guys have unlimited budget, basically, to find that. I mean, that's what you're looking for, right? And and so if you guys haven't found, I heard, I don't know if this is true, I heard Special Forces really focused on wrestlers right now. Is that? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think sometimes athletes might do one thing. Like a lot of athletes that they have that others don't is they're they're used to working in a team environment their whole life, and so they understand the value of teamwork. Others do as well, depending on what kind of club or other things they've been part of. But really, athletic. I mean, whether it's a soccer player or basketball or something else, every everybody else, a success or failure, can depend on one person. Right. So if it's not if it's not sport. Or is it more likely to be sport? It, I don't think it necessarily has to be a sport. Um, that's just one one area where you can get it. But then within sport, the same thing. Could it's, be, yeah, it's could a be challenge. any sport. What's the character that we're looking for? Is it grit? Is it delay the ability to delay gratification? What what is the main attribute? Right. I, I mean, I think you want someone that's mentally tough. Uh, someone that always puts the value of the team in front of their own their own success. I mean, they care more about the team than themselves. Um, and then if you get those two attributes, there's, there's others as well, but I think those are kind of the, the fundamental ones. If you care more about Values, the, though, right? You've got to have the right values. Right, you got to have the right values. Right and character. The, right character, and you put those together, and then you can get that individual that can really move the, the organization the forward. How big of um, an exam, paperwork exam, is it? Is that like a multi-day? Is it 100 questions? What? Yeah, I, mean, I think it really depends on what you're looking for. I've done some over my time where it's all kinds of psychological evaluations and, and they want to get your consistency. But I think, I think you can only test so much on paper. You can kind of get aptitude, intellect, but it, that won't necessarily tell you the character of the person um, it is. Uh, so you just got to get them tired and then test their uh, character at that point. Right, exactly. You just so got to test them. What we'll do, let's take a break. You and I will go do a 100-mile run, yep. and then we'll come back and test our character. I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. 
This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, a small business accounting software program designed especially for you. And when I say for you, I mean it's designed especially for me because I'm a user of this program. And I can tell you, I'm not a business guy. That's not my background or anything else. But FreshBooks has made it really simple for me. And one of their best features that they have is that it, it, I can take pictures, digital pictures of a receipt, and it will organize it for me and keep track of it, not only for the invoice, but later when it comes tax time, and I can file those. So it is a, it is a great tool, and I really um, I encourage everybody to go out there and use it. So FreshBooks is offering a month of this unrestricted use to all of our listeners totally free right now. And you don't need a credit card for the trial. To claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com Spartan and enter Spartan in the how did you hear about us section. It's extraordinarily easy. It takes all the hassle of being a small business operator off your shoulders and allows you the time to go out and do other things. Was that 100 miles did we just do? 95, what was that? I, my watch said it was, or GPS said it was 101. 101 miles in under 24 hours, it's pretty so good. It's pretty good. And I'm feeling good, and I think I, I'm, my character's pretty good still. <laughs> I don't know about yours, but um, what happens with the individual that comes into the system? I know for business, the businesses I've built, right? That, that doesn't necessarily have it. Can you develop it? Can you develop those traits? Right, I, I think it's a mix. I mean, you gotta have a certain threshold. Uh, as long as you, you know, some are gonna be, I guess you'd say more endowed than others, right? They're endowed with certain traits. Some have more of what you're looking for, but you can still develop those traits. Um, like mental toughness, put people in situations where they're stressed and see how they respond. Not to the point of failure, but right to the edge of failure, give them a chance to recover. But if you keep pushing somebody too far and they keep failing, they're never gonna learn. So you kind of push them right to the edge and see how they do. And that's a delicate balance because you don't necessarily know always where the edge is. Right, right? exactly. So you might not know the edge until you've gone over, the, go over edge. the edge and then you know what your limits are. So how does that, if, if you took me to the edge, like we were just, when we were running mile 20, I was broken, then mile 40, I was broken, and you said, all right, you can have some water now. What, um, what does that do? How does, how does that teach the person? Uh, the, I think it's when you learn the most about yourself is when you've really kind of pushed yourself to the limit or maybe when you fail. A lot of times people, when they actually fail, they learn a lot more than when they succeed because they can go back and reflect on it and figure out what they did wrong. Right. Um, and, and so they learn from that where if they just succeed, they don't really look back and figure out why they did it. And so it really can kind of build that character. Not everybody can, can move past those things. So it's kind of like, like in the old days, we'd lift weights, right, and try to get more muscular. So, so pushing yourself, even, even if somebody, an outside influence isn't doing it, right, push yourself to the edge, to the breaking point, retract, reflect, push again. You're, you're building mental muscle, you're building... Right, same kind of thing, just like a muscle is you're kind of breaking the muscle down as you're lifting heavy weights, the same thing, you need to do the same with your mind. Right. Push it to the limit so it's almost breaking it down and you're, and you're rebuilding and it's stronger. And then, and then you think then, then you can go beyond that limit and, then, and now there's a new line in the sand? Is that exactly, so if you're, you know, you're here, you can push yourself, challenge yourself and you kind of keep bringing it up. Maybe there's a, everybody might have a cap of what they can get to, but uh, that's about the, you know the best best way to kind of improve your character and your. And, and so when you guys would do that, you'd push, reflect, push, reflect. Where, where do you stop? Like like you know right, what I mean? What, right. Yeah. I, right. Well, I joke. I guess I'd say you, sur you, you you we always we surge until it's steady state, and then we surge some more until it's steady state. So you you never get satisfied with your steady state. You just keep going beyond keep, and beyond keep and beyond. Going. Yeah. Because if you don't, your enemy or your business competitor is doing the same thing. 
they're trying to innovate and push beyond you. Right. And so in order to survive in that world, you got to keep moving ahead. So that's what you mean by steady state is uh, a state of being comfortable. Exactly. And so you would argue as soon as you're comfortable, get uncomfortable. Exactly. Because everybody else... Everybody else is, is, is coming, is nipping at your heels. Right. Even if you're the leader, everybody else is coming on your heels, and they'll, they'll, they're ready so, to take so, over. So the owner of the business, the leader of the squadron, he or she knows that. It's the employees or the people below that don't understand that. They're feeling like, um, we're good. Why do we need, like, everything's great. Why do we need to push? Right, and so that's where the leadership comes in to kind of get everybody on the same message, get everybody kind of, you know, on a boat, you know, rowing, rowing the in the same direction. Uh, and that's the, the vision and the motivation that the leader can do to kind of impact that on their people. But, but it's difficult because you're asking them to get out their comfort zone all the time and it's never good enough. Right. Exactly. right? Well, that, those are the people I want. The ones that don't want to do that, then it's tough. You don't really... Yeah. No, I'm learning a lot here because, because I think I reflect back on 30 years of doing business and, and it, I frustrate the employees all the time because I want to push forward. I want to get uncomfortable. I want to... And they want to be... At a steady state, <laughs> they don't want to be uncomfortable. Right. I've always wanted to work in places where I always joke where I'm always sprinting just to keep up, or I'm the dumbest person in the room. So I'm. That's what I want to be. Well, there's this people. company called Spartan Race, and we're looking for people just like you. <laughs> so so um, um, I don't know if you'd be the dumbest person in the room. You might be the smartest person in the room. But we need we need to create a state of uncomfortableness at all times to because there is a ton of competition. Right? And with the internet and everything, things right. are moving very, very fast. Even in the military, the internet must have made a difference. Right? right? Yeah, the enemy out there is totally different than the enemy that people expected 20 years ago. So you can't relax. Never. Yeah. You gotta keep moving forward or the, or the enemy moves. Give me, um, you don't have to get into details if it's something you can't talk about, but, but a failure you've had, because we've all had failures, and, and how you grew from it. Yeah, so a uh, failure I had was in our Special Forces Qualification course. The first time I went through, I failed the patrolling. And by that time, I'd already passed sapper school, ranger school, and everything else. And so I was just in complete shock that I could have failed when every, I had the highest peer evaluations. And everybody's like, if you fail, we all failed. And so it, it took a while to kind of recover from that. But I mentally recover. Mentally recover. Um, like, like weeks, months? Uh, it probably took several weeks to recover because then I could continue in the next phase. Did you, did you go through this phase where you were like, I'm not good enough? Or... Yeah, we, denial phase lasted a long time. It was right. never that I wasn't good enough. It was more of the non denial, and then right. it was like, okay, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to show them that they screwed up the first time. When it wasn't them that screwed up, but it took me a while to figure out, yeah, I had failed yeah. the thing and, and, yeah. and had done that. What was the lesson from that failure? Uh, I mean, the lesson from the failure is, I mean, I grew stronger because of it, but first I had to go through the kind of the normal process of, you know, moving past the denial and the blaming and, and kind of look inward and figure out what it was and then grow from that. Doesn't it what show you? Well, Marion's got a question, our camera what person. Was who, what was what? She's you trying to saying, cut me out of the show. You, you keep saying, I had to learn the lesson. I had to learn the lesson. I want to know what the lesson was. The, I mean, that, you know, I had, I had not succeeded in that. I mean, I just, that was the first time I'd ever not succeeded in something. And so that was hard. And so that you can pick yourself back up right. when you fall down and, then, and still succeed? Exactly. I mean, I had never fallen down to that point. Yeah. Everything, I had excelled in everything, and that was the first time. So in this perfect little town of Wisconsin, everything was bubble wrapped, and you never failed at anything? It's unbelievable. No. We definitely want to hire you at Spartan Race. <laughs> <laughs> These people don't exist. No, I mean, uh, later on, I mean, I went through one thing, and uh, going through one, one of our events or whatever that was testing us, and uh, going down a, you know, was in the 
snow on leaves and rock on mud and went down a hill carrying her, you know, 80 pounds on the back and broke my leg and got up and I was pretty sure, I mean, it was a simple fracture of the fib and I was like, I think it's broken, but I got to keep going. And so I kept going for another five days on that and a bunch of miles because that's what it took to succeed. finish. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And your leg is fully recovered. Oh, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously with the hundred mile run, we just did. Yeah. 101. 101. Um, what advice would you give those that don't have that ability to walk with a broken leg for five days? Uh, how did they get off the couch? How did they get going? Yeah, uh, I always say if you, ha I mean, if they have kids or grandkids or something, that all they got to do is think about their kids or grandkids, and you know, it's gonna live a healthier lifestyle. You're gonna be around a lot longer. So if you want to see them, then then get out there and get moving and get it done. But what about what about? It's not just exercise. I mean, what about just getting motivated and just have, like, is there a trick to being motivated? Uh, I think sometimes it's just finding a, the right partner to go out there and get you motivated. I mean, I, like all of us, I mean, I don't want to get out there and go run when it's minus 30 degrees out there, but if I know the team depends on me, it's easier. So, I mean, if you do something like come up with a, a goal, something challenging like a, a Spartan race, you know, if you're a first time go for the sprint or something, or if you're already kind of at that level, pick something that you don't think you can do and, and, and get out there and train for it. I'm glad you didn't mention one of our competitors. <laughs> so, so um, what's your favorite exercise? This is a final question we always ask everybody. Favorite exercise? Favorite, it could be anything. I guess um, push-up. You love push-ups? No, but I guess it's the best of the best of the worst. And you do a ton of them, like Herschel? No, I, no, I don't do a ton of them anymore. I used to be pretty good at them back when I was training for best ranger competitions, but with kids now, it's a little harder to do. Well, good stuff. I'm glad you came, and um, you're already spartaned up. Otherwise, I'd tell you to spartan up. All right. All right, so Joe, as you know, you and I both uh, have had the opportunity to to know Liam and to do some work with him, and we're trying to do some some work with him. And then I don't know what we want to get into on this, but you know, he's a, he's an exceptional officer, uh, and I thought he had some great comments. You know, you're back and forth, and really, it, it kind of for me shows that the the mindset or the culture of, of Spartan and what you're trying to do, and the mindset and culture of the military is a, is a natural blend, and a whole idea about. The, the good decision-making under pressure and to put people under pressure to expose their, their character and expose their decision-making. You know, the, the expression, anybody can captain, captain the ship in a, in a calm seas or in the harbor. You know, it's when you get out there and the seas get rough that that experience and knowledge and discipline and all those things become important. And the only way to find that out is to test people and to really kind of the whole thing about taking coal and crushing it under pressure to make the diamond is really what West Point is all about. Uh, so he's got that, and then he's got the whole special forces, which is, you know, West Point, and then maturity, years later, more experience. Uh, so he's seen it all in uh, those realms. So he had a lot of, a lot of good blessings, I thought. Great, great, uh, great insight, and a lot of stuff we've covered on, on, on other podcasts, right? But he brought it all together, yeah. um, probably because of that experience, that training, the schooling. Yeah, the, the other thing that I found, you know, because when we're watching these and we're taking notes, and some people, they make 37 great points. But at the end of it, you try and remember what the big one was. And he's such a smart, disciplined guy where it was, I'm going to give them a very important takeaway and, and not confuse the, the, the thing. It was obviously a guy who, who knows how to get a message across. And to me, the message was really about um, you need to be constantly improving and you push yourself to your limit and then you stabilize. And when you kept talking about sort of, you get to the steady state and then you improve that steady state. Right. So you're not going this way, that way, all over the place. It's like push, he said like weightlifting, you, you go to failure and then you get that strong. And then you keep moving that bar up. Oh, back away a little bit, yep. assess, right? Right. And then push a little further right. forward. Yeah. But, it, but 
organizationally, if we go way back to when you interviewed uh, General McChrystal, mm -hmm. many of the same kind of things when you're talking about elite units or organizations, and that's what Spartan wants to be. You know, you push, you raise the bar, you, everybody gets over the bar, maybe a few stragglers don't, but the majority do. Boom, now the bar is set. Now you hit the gas pedal again, and let's go see how many we can get to the next bar. But you have to keep, that bar has to be set realistically, where people can get over it mm -hmm. and still be a challenge. Should be, un so should be uncomfortable, but not impossible. Right, and that's, right. that's the leader's role, to right. figure out where exactly that is. You push too hard, you break people. You break people. You break mm -hmm. an organization. You know, and, and at West Point's all about taking these kids, a thousand, thousand kids get in there a year, and it's, I know he gave multiple statistics. My son went to West Point, um, and it's, it is a brutal process to get into. I mean, you know, I don't know what it is, one out of whatever that apply to get in, but it's essentially an Ivy League school, and I don't know how many people know this, but every single student also has to participate in athletics. Yeah. And if you're not good enough or to the level to be a, a Division One athlete, you still then have to do uh, uh, team sports, recreational sports, because West Point wants to make sure that the, the Division One athlete who's putting in three hours of practice a day isn't at a disadvantage to the other student, so they make that other student do three hours of athletics a day as well. Mm -hmm. So their day you know, starts at 5.30, 6 in the morning, whatever, lights out at 2200, and guys are underneath the covers studying all night kind of stuff and doing it the next day for four straight years. It's a, it's an incredible institution. It's a grind. You, you, oh, made, you made a comment in one of the previous ones off camera when you said, wow, sometimes I finish these podcasts and think, what am I doing with my life? You know, you see these guys achieving these incredible right. things. And, and I had said, a lot of them are specialists and you know, they're very, very good at that one thing and they can't do some of the things you do. And you know, they would look at any one of us and what we've achieved, just like we look at what they've achieved. But this guy, he is a really good example of a guy who there aren't there are not weak points. I mean, you know, and it's like you say about you have to be athletic, you have to be intelligent. You you're, you're not getting in on your football skills and then take a communications major. At right. a, at I mean, a, he's he's got a PhD. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a senior officer in a military in a special operations environment. So yeah. he's there. He's teaching, coaching, mentoring, all of those, and he can easily transfer to the battlefield and be a leader. Yeah. And everything else you know he's a he's pretty impressive he's got an impressive resume and, and not on a west point level but on a um trying to achieve the same kind of goal i love with spartan race that you're you're saying to these people look it's not just about being the fastest person out there it's also about what can you do to contribute to other people in the community are you going to read the spartan reads project and like actually putting great books and things mm -hmm. so trying to raise people across the board and it's not just not just they're going to be the fastest racer, and um, so I, I love that that we're trying to do that within the company to say how can we improve people as people, and you know being a Spartan is more than being a Spartan racer. It's not Spartan race so much as it is Spartan. I love the um, the trifecta program, right? Because yeah. I think it, it it's what Liam's talking about. We push people to do the sprint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. retreat analyze do the super retreat analyze get the trifecta done yep and you throw in a couple of good books along the way and you're stronger faster smarter yeah, yeah. yeah and, and and one of the quotes that he says is you take someone to the edge of failure and then you give them a chance to recover and i mm -hmm. think in that recovery we've heard people journaling reflecting how you can do better how you can do stronger and then um he, he also said so you know it's easy to make a good decision when you're not stressed and joe i'm i'm, I'm interested to hear that you you thought you don't want to push people to things that are impossible because I feel like there is no impossible. There's always a way, but sometimes people's wall and having to push that back is different for everyone just by kind of by what their, what their baseline is. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, people are, people are capable of doing a lot more than they think they are. Yeah. 
right. But but everybody's got a different start point, and probably mm -hmm. everybody has a meet different them where they're at, right? Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Right. So, so Joe's trying to get the masses off the couches, but then you've got the as you get better and better, you've got the elites. They need they need different challenges. I had a guy. I, I just thought of one example. I had a guy who had never biked more than thirty miles, and my wife uh, had a wedding uh, to go to in Western New York. We were here in Vermont, and I thought good chance for me to bike to that wedding. Well, it was. 279 miles and so I invited him up to bike and um, at about 40 miles he goes wow you know how far is this thing I said, don't worry about <laughs> over it over the next hill <laughs> oh you didn't tell him no, no 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 20 27 <laughs> hours later we arrived <laughs> but again You're a great friend you really are. I didn't want to tell him the bar is 18 feet and you've right. only you've only ever jumped right. four it's that right. next step right didn't right. one of the podcasts that you just is that next but he made step it he made it, it. Yeah. That's, that's a good next thing. revolution all right let's Incredible. wrap it up speaking yeah, of next awesome. steps <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah. let's uh, go to SpartanUpThePodcast.com and you can uh, keep Learn learning. more. Learn more. Push yourself. Push yourself. Retreat. Retreat. Recover. And tackle the next level. Go again. <laughs> See you soon. To find show notes, video, and audio from this wonderful episode, please visit us at SpartanUpPodcast.com slash 091. Thank you for listening to another epic story of success. Get more at SpartanUpPodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at SpartanUpPod. The Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Spartan. Isn't it time you found your true north? Sign up for Spartan X. 